0: Welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. I'm your host, Stephanie. If you're new here, welcome in. I am continuing on with the February marriage series. We're talking about love and relationships, and today I am joined by the fabulous Karen Cruz. She is a counselor, and her ministry is called Two Hearts for Her, and you can also find her on her website, Two Hearts Counseling and i just love what she shares with you today. So it today is part 1. It's a three part series because we talk for so long cuz it's so good. There's so much goodness here. There's so much to be said about healing your marriage. Today in part 1, she is talking about starting with yourself, starting with your own story looking within yourself going to god and developing a curiosity with yourself and then you can develop a curiosity about your spouse so enjoy part 1 and part 2 and 3 are ready for you today if you want to check them out um yeah enjoy our conversation friends and Karen starts with a beautiful prayer so enjoy that and yes thanks for being here
1: thank you lord for bringing stephanie and me together today we just give you this time, this conversation, and we just ask you to guide guide this conversation that it would truly, what we talk about today would truly bless all the listeners, that all the listeners' hearts will be open to receive what each person is meant to receive through this conversation today, or that you would give Stephanie and me the words that we need that you're calling us to share. We know that you have plans for us to have abundant, joy-filled lives um, joy-filled families and marriages and that the gift of healing is meant to be with us on that journey to receiving that gift of abundance in our lives so lord i ask you to speak through me today uh, through this interview that each life would be touched and we ask this all in jesus holy name amen
0: amen Thank you, Karen, and welcome to 500 Seconds to
1: Joy. It's just a joy to have you, really. Thank you. I am so honored to be here.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I'm so excited for people to hear from you and learn about you and what you do. So could you just start out by just introducing yourself, sharing a little bit about you and your family and um, your counseling business, your ministry, which is called Two Hearts for Her. I yes. love
1: that. Yeah, so my name is Karen Cruz. Um, A little about me, Um, let's see, my primary vocation. I am a daughter of God, and I am a wife to a wonderful man, Scott, and we've been married for 11 years, and we have five children, and my oldest is 10, and then from there, we've got nine, seven, five, and three. Um, year olds, three girls and two boys and just a really, um, you know, beautiful and busy, but good time of life. And, you know, in the midst of that, I work as a a counselor. I have my master's degree in counseling. I'm licensed in the state of Virginia. I went to Franciscan University of Steubenville for anyone who might know what that is. Some people that's famous in some circles and others, not so much, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. it's a small school in Ohio. And just, I have a heart for, just helping people um just step into the life they are meant to live um you know we just have are in a world right now that's really you know wounded and broken and disconnected in a lot of ways and so you know as a counselor you know I have a chance to walk with people for a season and help them uh, develop the tools to receive that that life to I guess step into it I don't know it's meant for all of us and a lot some people walk around believing that that's just for other people and not for them so kind of trying to break through those lies. And so I I've worked in different settings, but um in 2017, I well, yeah, 2017 officially started my own practice out of my home. And I mostly do online video counseling. So I work with people all over the country and even I've had a few clients in other parts of the world too. But um yeah, and it my my practice is called Two Hearts. I've got two hearts counseling and then recently I started um, Two Hearts for Her, which is kind of a, my vision for a ministry for women, kind of a, a community, uh, sort of is. I'm it's kind of it's brand new for it, sort of in the works, but just I really believe we women are just are called to be together, work together on this you know journey that we're on, and to link arms in a in a time when sometimes we're there's some competition and comparison and and just the enemy constantly trying to divide us, and we just want to kind of create an atmosphere where. We're healing together and it's safe and vulnerable and um, just giving people tools, you know, on that journey. So I kind of, it's kind of two different things, a little bit of counseling through kind of one-on-one and group stuff that I do, but then sort of a budding, I guess, women's ministry as well. And Two Hearts for Her, so the HER stands for Heal, Equip, and Release. Um, so women are healed and um, equipped with the tools and gifts uh, and recognizing the gifts they have and then released uh, to live in their God-given identity and purpose as sort of the vision in a very large nutshell there to answer your question. I love that. And
0: (laughs) yes, and I connected with you over Instagram. Yeah. um, Which it's funny because people are very down on social media, um, Mm -hmm. but I think it can be viewed in two ways. It can be viewed as an opportunity to connect with others, make that community, or it can be viewed as um, competition, mm-hmm. a reason for comparison. And I choose the former and I know you do as well. And so mm-hmm. that just really stood out when I, you know, saw your page and came across your your content that you share and your awesome videos you put out. Um, so. Yeah. Anyway, can we dive into healing? Because uh-huh. I think that is, you know, the first the first letter of the her. Um, I really the healing part. I think that a lot of us need that healing. Like you said, this world is broken. Um, so, what does healing mean to you? And uh-huh. how can really God heal those? broken parts of us. And why are you so passionate about that? It's kind of like three questions in one. Yeah, um, I'll try to, I'll try to yeah. hit
1: <laughs> Okay, cool. So maybe yeah. just
0: starting with, you know, what healing means to you?
1: Yeah, I think it's about, you know, returning more and more to God's original plan for us. You know, we live, I frequently remind people, like to remind people, we live on an invisible battlefield and there's a war for our hearts, our souls going on every day. Mm-hmm. And in the midst of that, we lose sight of, you know, of who we are. We lose that original plan. I mean, from the fall, originally, we lost that, that plan right through sin entering the world and brokenness and broken relationships and all of that has been the fallout from that, but that, you know, we are called, you know, scripture tells us that, Christ came to give us life abundantly, you know, and the enemy, the thief comes to Mm -hmm. steal, kill, and destroy. Mm -hmm. And so I see healing as helping people through the process of, you know, regaining, you know, and it's never fully regained, right? Until, you know, we step into eternity and, you know, completeness there. But, but on this side, we're meant to be healed. You know, Christ was, you know, Jesus was crucified and became sin and, uh, you know, took that on himself so that we could have abundance. And while, you know, that's a process we we are called to work through, you know, it isn't like this one immediate thing that happens. Um, I think that that healing is the decision to say, you know, I need to step into that. And, you know, the call to holiness, I think sometimes people get in this place of being holy looks like, you know, reading my Bible, going to church, Doing this, not doing that, and that really holiness is really, I think, a process of healing and becoming who we're meant to be, becoming more like Christ, becoming, you know, just a peaceful, joyful person um, most of the time, you know. So Mm -hmm. it's being restored, being made new. You know, I see that, you know, healing and that it's a process.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how do you, you know, as a counselor, How do you see yourself guiding your clients to that healing? Um, What's kind of your your way of kind of guiding them along the path Mm -hmm. um, that God wants them to be on? Mm -hmm. You know, kind of holding their hand through that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think the one of my the things I love to do the most is helping people. You know, look at their story because I think we try to look try to understand if we try to understand whatever we're struggling with in the moment without looking at our past, it just it just doesn't make sense. And our brains try to make sense of things. And we make the decisions we make on a regular basis for good or for bad based on, you know, this conscious or very often unconscious record of our past that's with us in our brains all the time. And so to really heal, we need to take some time. I don't mean we camp out in the past and live there and ruminate and, you know, just sit in our wounds, but to look at them and recognize there's something there, you know, the reason I struggle with, let's say anxiety or depression, or I'm having a relationship issues isn't because I'm just some dysfunctional person who has issues and I am messed up or whatever lie we're believing. Um, but there's, there's something, something went wrong because God didn't make you that way. You know, um, something, something got, you know, a little messed up along the way. And you're, it's not that you're, you're the problem, you know? And so helping someone connect with stuff that's usually been buried and make sense of it. And so much of it is like learning how to be gentle to ourselves. So often we're just beating ourselves up and say, well, if I just beat myself up a little bit harder, you know, or it's what's wrong with me that I can't overcome this. And,
0: you know, Mm -hmm. but without
1: really looking at where we've been, It's really hard to move forward. And so I worked a lot with my clients on looking at the past, but really looking at where healing needs to happen, any relationships, we would do a lot of forgiveness work, um, looking at lies we're believing and really just becoming aware of the story you're telling yourself all day long, like unconsciously, a lot of times, how you're interpreting the events around you. You know, let's say it's a text message somebody doesn't respond to, you know, you might be interpreting that, well, this person doesn't like me, they're avoiding me. Whereas somebody else is telling themselves maybe in a better place, they're in a better place mentally is saying, oh, that person must be having a busy day, you know, I'll send them another message, you know? So that mm-hmm. story we tell ourselves is so huge and we need to become aware of it. And I you know why did I start telling myself this story when we start to see that it's a kind of a sad story? So it's kind of a long answer, but I'm really big on helping people process and look at where they've been so the healing can go deeper to the roots. I'm big about looking at getting to the roots of stuff so we're not just like you know pulling weeds without hitting the root so
0: mm-hmm. yeah sense. i completely connect with that that makes a lot of sense to me and i think a lot of the things we tell ourselves in our mind so powerful and the words we speak out loud as well mm-hmm. oh yeah it just kind <laughs> of like keeps you know perpetuating that storyline like you're saying, I like the idea of, you know, what, what's the story you're telling yourself because it's going on all day long. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the battle is in our mind and oh, wow. and what's going on in there. Yeah. What are you thinking? What are you believing? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, what we're going to dive into more today while we're chatting is about marriage and the month of love and relationships, just really shining a light on how can we heal our marriages? Because, you know, whether or not you think your marriage needs healing, we all need to be healed in some way. Mm -hmm. And I would venture to say, if you've been married for a time, there's some healing that needs to happen. And when you put two people together, there's just bound to be conflicts and things that come up. So I would love you to kind of dive into this idea of healing, healing your marriage. And for married couples listening, I'm so glad that you're here and, you know, we're praying for your marriages and, um, yeah, just really wanting to hear from you kind of how you take that first step with your clients who want to heal their marriage Mm -hmm. and want to, um like you said, forgiveness, get past maybe those old hurts and old wounds. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So how can people kind of take that step to heal their marriage? I know the first step is really probably looking at yourself, but, Mm -hmm. um, and then after that, you know, how can they dive into their marriage and, and just heal that brokenness there?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a great question. Um, And it's just, it's so needed because obviously marriage is, definitely under attack right now as ever before. And so often we get married to someone and I just, I firmly believe that we're attracted to people or God draws us to someone in this weird way that I, I use the expression that puts their fingers in our wounds. A lot of times, like we're like, you know, just all this stuff starts coming out. They're not doing it consciously, but there's just dynamic that tends to eventually seem to play itself out in marriage where you know some people get to a place where it's like this question, "Did I marry the wrong person? you know like what's this is just explosive mm-hmm. like what's happening mm-hmm. um sometimes it's explosive, sometimes it's not, but there can be this question of like is this really is this really what I signed up for? you know what did I do? how did I get here and it's been interesting as people study um study marriage and study this, the patterns and different things it seems to be interestingly kind of like I said with the putting your fingers in the wounds feeling that way anyway that we kind of select a spouse kind of unconsciously as an attempt to sort of resolve pain of our childhood which probably sounds very like odd to some people but there's just mm-hmm. this, this this i mean the, i don't know if anyone's familiar with the you know attachment field of attachment studying on oh, yeah. how relationships just that, those dynamics and this idea of attachment is so huge because it's how we feel safe and we feel love. And it's where we learn that how we sort of attach to our caregivers from a young age it has a huge impact on us because it's, really how our brain develops, how we understand relationships, how we, those first three years of life are so huge when it comes to attachment. And, you know, even as scripture says that, you know, the husband will leave, you know, leave his family, A husband and wife will leave their families and they'll cleave to each other. That mm-hmm. attachment relationship and bond is then transferred those same needs for for connection, for this like being seen, being known, being loved that we have as kids. Whether they're met or unmet is a whole other conversation. But those needs, those God-given needs to be seen, known, and loved unconditionally, um, is very present in a marriage relationship. Maybe that's not very so much of a surprise for people, but the reality is the same issues of whether or not somebody received those kinds of that kind of love or the wounds from those original, the original relationships with their family members they come out in marriage. So it really is just how we see this This vocation of marriage is, you know, the purpose of marriage isn't, I mean, isn't just to be happy. Like that's fruit. Like ideally that's going to happen. But the purpose of marriage is truly holiness. It's becoming the person we're called to be. And that is not always frequently, not easy or beautiful or feel good you know like the hard stuff that makes us become who we are meant to be often is a challenge and so when we can start to first be able to say okay the stuff that's challenging we can sort of reframe it as and kind of develop a curiosity like what's going on here and firstly like we said to with yourself like really starting with yourself is so huge because you know depending on how open your spouse is ideally you could do it together that would be awesome but Frequently, I work with a lot of women who are way more eager to understand and heal than their spouse might be. And so really just having this openness that says, all right, I have this need to be seen, known, loved, understood, cared for by my spouse. And I'm looking at all these ways I feel like it's not happening and it really hurts, you know? And then begin to get curious. So often, I can say this in my own marriage, and I don't know if you can even just see it from this brief conversation we're having here, but like, that that's a reality, very similar kinds of senses of rejection or being misunderstood reappear in my marriage that i experience at a younger age and so it it calls me to kind of take a deeper look at my expectations about what I'm believing and begin to look at my heart and um really begin to bring that first to the Lord because. Our spouse isn't meant to satisfy every longing of our heart. Although there def- I'm not talking about abusive relationships here, just for the record. But just like this discontent mm-hmm. that can happen, um, it's like what. So what's going on? And getting curious first about our own hearts, and and having a an understanding that okay, he my spouse is reacting in certain ways, and I'm reacting in certain ways. That rather than kind of demonizing things, like, let's just get curious a little bit. Let's get curious about what's going on and start to see any of the deeper dynamics um, that are happening that might be revealing stuff that's been buried and our themes and our love that have been buried for years that the Lord is calling to the surface so that he can heal them. Because really, sometimes we get into marriage thinking, my spouse is going to be, give me all the stuff I never got. They're going to love me the way I always wanted to be loved and fulfill these deep desires that I have for love and acceptance and but they were never meant to do that. And sometimes I think God allows us to be disappointed in some ways so that we can go to Mm him. Um, But that doesn't mean like you're, there's, there's a place obviously to work in your marriage, but I think the first step is to look internally at your own wounds. That's a really long answer,
0: but. I love that. That was beautifully (laughs) said. No, thank you. And I think, you know, something about that that's huge and that I fully am on board with is just that time with God, That just can't be compromised. Like we can't give that up ever. Right. I mean, don't you agree that it's like, there's a constant battle to let it go, you Mm know, not have that quiet time with God every day. And of course in different seasons, it's going to look differently. So you might have to be with your kids as you're having that prayer time. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I think I want to free any mom listening and just say, hey, you can have your quiet prayer time with your kids running around. I think stillness is a state of being, not necessarily that everything's silent. Okay, that's it for part one, part two, and three are ready for you if you're ready. Bye for now.